field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's got the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I am your host, Tyler Flesh, joined by my co-host and father, Brian Flesh. Hey there, Bear fans. So, uh, the reason this is getting out late is because you had a stomach bug for two days. I did. I did. And it just wasn't caused by the Bear loss, though I will say that probably contributed to it a bit. It was weird timing, right? Uh Like, we lose to our bitter rivals, and then we're gone for two days. It makes us really look like we're drowning in our own sorrows. Uh, We are. We are to a point. Uh, Let's talk about the game. Was that a game? Was that a football game? It seems like that always happens to us, right, in Lambeau. Start off fast. It happened in Khalil Mack's first game. Start out fast. Finish like shit. Every single time. This is going to be a long season. Uh, Roquan didn't play good. Defense in general. Defense or offense didn't really show up that game. I mean, if you would have told me going into the game, though, that we would have held the Packers the whole second quarter, or the whole second half, I mean, to three points, I would have been ecstatic. I mean, when there's no offense to threaten. Teams know they can coast. They know they're like, oh, the Bears are done. They don't have an offense. Yeah, we three. Were, I mean, that three points in the whole second I, half. I know it. I know it. It it that that part was good. That part was good. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So. No, but the the <clears throat> the problem I'm having is we talked about it earlier. What it doesn't matter what side you're on with Roquan, whether to pay him or whether to trade him. Now I know people are going to beg the differ and be upset with what I just said, but I don't care. The point is, as an organization, you need to figure out what the fuck you're doing. Because you do not know what the fuck you're doing. And this is no longer... And we've said this time and time again. But it's on the McCaskies. They're a shit ownership group. They need to sell this team because it's the same team as last year. It's the same damn team. The same damn people. We traded Ryan for Ryan and Matt for Matt. That's what we fucking did. Just so they would be like, okay, please the people. Please the people. When we saw the hires, I was good with Ryan Poles at first. Was not on Matt Eberflus's, you know. You were not on Matt Matt Steam. What? You were not on Matt's side. You were not on his. No, were, no, no. You were not on Team Matt. No, I wasn't. So we sit here after what seems to be the. I mean, look at the memes. Even the memes are catching on. Ah, the annual beatdown of the 
Packers beating down the Bears on national TV. I believe one national announcer basically said that this should no longer be a game that is televised because it's a beatdown. Not on national TV. It definitely it will be always televised, but not on national TV. Yeah, I mean, you know, it had a national audience in terms of Sunday Night Football. And everyone's sick of it, yeah. except Packers fans, because oh, they love it. Yeah. Well. I would love it, too, if I was in the other boat. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I am so... So sick of this 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 so, team, and I know I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but we sat here, we said they covered ten and a half, they covered ten and a half. Yeah, we 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 you know, and it wasn't even ten and a half. Sorry, it was ten. We said that's an easy cover. It should have been at least fourteen and a half. That's where the line should have been. And this has nothing to do with betting. It just has to do with common sense. We have no, we have not addressed any of the issues. But we believe that if we have good pep talks and we sit on a foundation of leadership, courage, and honor, we will win. Horseshit. This is the National Football League. There's goddamn talent everywhere. Go ask Tom Brady. He, he, look, look at the Patriots. Yeah, they're well coached. Yeah, they're well organized. But without Tom, and not Tom doing too much, and Tom left, Dad, because why? No talent. Look at all the talent he has now in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think that point's well taken. Here, here's the deal. I think we have to take a balanced approach. I want. I'll take ownership of it. I want to take a balanced approach. We've had two games into the season. Some of the stuff I really liked in the first game, I didn't see in the second game, starting to concern me. For example, we made adjustments at halftime in the first game. Did not see us make any real positive adjustments at all at any point in the second game. So I'm like, okay, was that one-time adjustment stuff a fluke? Or does our coaching staff not are not able or not willing to make the adjustments. Listen, we, on on average, I did my research, on average in an NFL game, do you know how many off, offensive plays are, are, are played? How many? 125 on an average game with a high of, usually you can get up to 175 and in that's a real both, shootout. That's, that's both teams. Yeah, that's both teams. So basically you have got 65 plays average. Okay, that on offense, we ran 41 plays, 41 offensive plays we ran. That's and 65 is an average. But so we, and we threw 11 passes. He's thrown 28 passes in two games. Tyler, are we trusting Justin Fields Is the coaching staff trusting him? I think it's a conspiracy theory that's coming to fruition. We they've there's been rumors that they were out there setting him up to fail, and I think you're seeing it firsthand. The run game, look, the run game doesn't do shit. It does and it doesn't. If it's working and you can gash people for it, great. It's awesome. It wastes the clock, but you have to score. See, the Bears don't understand that part, the scoring part. I, it's great when David Montgomery goes for all these yards, but guess what, people? At the end of the day, you have to finish, and you cannot, cannot put up 10 points against Aaron Rodgers and say, well, gee golly, that's enough to beat the pack. No. What the fuck is going it, on? It will never happen. Well, first of all, you why are you 
even if your run game is successful, why are you running the ball when you're that far behind? I get running it occasionally, but not running it consistently. I mean, you're playing right into the Packers' hands. I'm sitting there going, well, geez, if I'm the Packers, I'm loving this run game. You're just burning out the clock. You know, I'm kind of glad we're recording this on a later date because of something that I, you know, was brought to my attention. Um, If you look at how they said Matt Eberflusch believes that his team is a second-half team and that they're fully capable of grinding games out and getting that close finish and putting teams away, and more importantly, putting teams away in the second half. Well, Matt, if you get blown out in the first half and you don't even try the second half, you're fucked, okay? You want to know a team who does that so far this season and hasn't said a damn thing? is the Buffalo Bills, because they kicked the shit out of the Titans on Monday Night Football, 41-7. to Or was it 41-10? to I can't, I can't remember. Uh, it's Yeah, I, I can't either, but it's... It was, all, when it was one offensive touchdown. Yeah. It was Derrick Henry got the only offensive touchdown. Look, here's the thing, guys. The run game's dead in the National Football League. It is, and it isn't. It's not like the old times, where this podcast is based its name from with Walter Payton running and taking us to glory. Those times are gone. You cannot, you have to have a good running back and it helps to have a run game. But what we're seeing more and more in the NFL is a, a capable wide receiver and B or capable wide receiver, excuse me, a capable quarterback who can make elite throws. And I would just want to say this too. And, and sorry, be an offensive line. I want to say this. Why is it that we can sit on our couch and we can, and I'm sure other fans listening right now have this same approach. How can we do it from our couch and they can't? What I mean by that is Brian Tannehill sucked in Miami. Then he had one good year in Tennessee. And Mike Vrabel's like, oh, I'll cut my dick off to win a Super Bowl. That That's a quote. And on top of that, they sign him, and you and me are sitting there going, that's a horrible deal. Tannehill is horrible. Like, he's a backup at best. How can we see these things, and they can't? Here's, here's what I think it is. It's in psychology, we call it cognitive dissonance, a fancy word for saying once you get so invested in someone or something, you begin to build belief systems around your investment. And then you find ways to justify your picks of either personnel or your picks of coaches. And I think that cognitive dissonance is what's happening for the Bears. I think what you're seeing is, hey, you know what? We believe in this philosophy and this plan. Well, granted, we're only two games into the season, so I want to balance things out. But I don't. There's, there are some things that I'm still not liking that we look a lot like the bear bears of last year. And what I'm not liking especially is, and I, I guess this goes toward kind of we usually start looking at offense, is I, I don't, I'm not seeing a great different development in Justin Fields as a uh, pocket thrower. Well, Ying, our pocket well, Ying, get ready for Yang, because okay. that's what I am. Okay. 
I, I'm ready to abandon ship two, two, two games in. Because, I, I, again, like the Ryan Tannehill thing, kind of foresaw this coming. What wide receivers did we bring in? What offensive linemen did we bring in? We just kicked rocks down a road when it came to Roquan Smith. It'll figure itself out. You know what it's like with Roquan? What it feels like? Listen, don't worry about planning this vacation. We're weeks away. Then it's like two weeks away. Ah, don't worry. We got two whole weeks. I'll have everything figured out. It's like, well, we don't even have a hotel booked yet. It'll happen itself. Look at it's fine. And then you get to day of and you're like, oh shit, I'm sleeping in the car because I couldn't find anything. That's what it feels like with Roquan Smith. Like this whole deal. Are we signing him or are we not? And if we don't sign him, we should have traded him. Why aren't we trading yet? How have you not figured out what you want to do? Because if he leaves on a free, this is the common ground that anyone, that both parties can agree on. If he leaves on a free, this is a disaster and Ryan Poles needs to be fired, in my opinion, immediately. You cannot take that much of a talent and then piss him away in that regard. You cannot do it. You, you you should not be a GM. You should not be a GM. If you valued $100, well, let, let's say whatever your value of money is. If a hundred's a lot to you, if a thousand's a lot to you, whatever. If a million's a lot to you, donate to this podcast immediately. <laughs> but the point being, if you see that going down the road and you just go, eh, we'll get it eventually. What, that's what I like. You, you, you're a dumb person. You are a dumb person. So if you're a GM and you have this commodity that people want and you don't get rid of it, you're a dumb person. Hey, well, it's also management by apathy. You don't care enough to take care of the players that you need to take care of. So you just very in a very apathetic way just don't do anything. I really want to get the Bears franchise. I want to get them a sign. You know how Notre Dame has play like a champion today? I want to get one that hangs in Hallis Hall that says, check your fucking ego at the door, and then put you know, like just put it up there, and they have to touch that each time, because I'm so sick of these egos. Well, I think that needs to be in the executive restroom. No, it needs to be all over the damn place, because I'm, I'm sick of the egos, Dad, because this is all an ego thing. So the same way you feel about Ro- Roquan, I feel about... What did we do for our offensive line, and what did we do for our pass catchers? We knew that's who what, we had. That, that, that's what I just said, though. We we knew who we had. We knew what we didn't have. But can't one address the other? Roquan could address the wide receiver issue. We could go out and trade for someone. Look what the Eagles did. They went out and got A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown has outperformed the whole Tennessee Titans week one game in his week one game. The whole crew. You can't do this Aaron Rodgers thing with a young quarterback developing. You can't do this Tom Brady thing. You can't do this Justin Herbert thing. Not even well. Justin Herbert actually has some talent. Oh, he's got a lot ton of talent. He, but what? But but I'm saying talent around him. Sorry, yes. that's what I meant. Thank yep. you for having okay. me clarify. Talent around him, because you can't do what Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers do, where you're just throwing the ball, throwing the yep. ball. And to nobody's, and it's happening. You can't do that with a young Justin Fields who's developing. You can't say, 
Hey, kid, come on into the NFL. We're going to treat you like shit. Good luck. Because that's I what mean, we're doing. I mean, think we're we're into our third. We're playing our third game this coming weekend. And our number one wide receiver and our number one tight end have less than what 20, tight end. Well, that's what I mean. That they have less than twenty-eight yards. I think what is it? Two catches in twenty-eight yards in two games. I mean, here, they, they completely disappear. Here's the hardest part about being a Bears fan right now. We hear all this talk about how good Mooney is and how good this kid is, and he might be. This is the frustrating part. But the Bears, I don't know why they did this. But we did this whole conversation with Darnell Mooney being so good. It's almost like all the other teams, Dad, were like, oh, that's who they're going to throw the ball to. We're just going to double team him the whole game because we got no one else. So a big part of this falls on the offensive coordinator's shoulders, and I'll tell you why. When you have a – let me just say this. When you have a young quarterback like Fields, what you do is you don't let him sit in the pocket and and read one read, two reads, three reads, sack – you literally do as quick these quick slant routes, these quick um, outs and ends, and you get that ball out of his hands now. We're not doing those kind of plays. You're not helping your quarterback when you don't allow him to have some success with getting the ball out of his hands and doing some very short routes to help build him up. We're not doing any of that. And, and I think it's a tragedy for Fields because, you know, come on, give the give him a little bit of help here. You didn't get him any wide receivers, so at least get the ball out of his hands quickly. And you can design plays for a quarterback to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And we have failed Fields in not doing that. My view. I don't know if we failed him in the aspect of the scheme. Because I don't even know what the scheme is. I think when... You, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but my whole takeaway is when you project a player to be your best player and then teams just continually double team the only weapon that he's built a foundation in chemistry with, that's, that's, that's fucking stupid. I, that's, I mean, I get what you're saying about quick slants, Dad, but they can shut that down. We don't know who Mooney is and who Mooney isn't. We have no idea because they shut that down. I don't think you could be right, but in my opinion, who else do they have? It's the old Belichick way. Beat us with someone else. Beat yeah, us without I, Mooney. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I get what you're saying. I just think we're not helping him out by some of the play, offensive play calling. I really don't. I mean, I get that and I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I get what you're saying and I don't because, like I just said, Dad, how do you counter that? When you don't have anyone, how how do you counter that if there's a double team on Mooney? You would you would think that some of those other wide receivers could at least make oh, a slant. The wide no, they're not. They're trash. They're that trash. They're trash. You can't you can't. I mean, you know, another man, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Not for the Bears. It's just trash. I I, I don't understand what we're doing offensively. I mean, what the the way we ran the ball? I mean, <sighs> yeah, we had twenty. What, we had one hundred and eighty yards off twenty seven carries. Yeah, as yeah. a team. Yeah, and then we had we had eleven um, targets with seven catches. 
Here's, so, a, here's another thing. Who, that, who, could win, who could even win with that? Who, Tom Brady could win with 11 targets and seven catches. I also think that putting up 10 points when you had a former guy in the organization – um, he should be fired immediately. I'm not even making this up. Uh, see a Luke. Buy Luke Gessley. Gasly, whatever the Getsy. fuck. Getsy. Getsy the hell out of town. That's all I got to <laughs> say. Because I'm sick of it. I mean, seriously. You knew the team. You knew their weaknesses. You, I mean, the, the, that team has not changed that much. And what was your game plan? To run Justin Fields on fourth and goal out of the shotgun? Only to get stuffed. Now, I know that there's been other angles of it and stuff. That's fine. He might have got in. He might not have. The point is, horrible play call regardless. Because A, you're risking your quarterback. Who's his backup? We don't have a backup. We've never believed in backups in Chicago. So we have no fucking backup. I'm not even going to mention their names because they're not worth mentioning. Then, on the other hand, it's just a dumb play call. Like, he's not Cam Newton. Has has no one looked at Justin Fields' body type in the organization and said, hey, this is fucking stupid. He can't run the ball like that. Not right up the gut, Dad. Oh, I know it. Well, let's, let's look at the very first offensive series, okay, in terms of getting the ball. Man, we had a nice mix of pass. We had a nice mix of run. I mean, every... That's what we should have continued throughout the whole game. We take the lead seven to three. And you're thinking, okay, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna continue to mix up the pass and the run. No, we get away from it entirely. Like, wait, what's the thinking? Oh, this worked. Let's get away from it now. I mean, seriously? That's what I mean, it almost looked that way. Like, hey, that worked really well. Let's stop doing it. I mean, you're right. I, I, I don't even know. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. Do you have anything bad to say against the defense? Because I, I, I feel I, like, again, this is the same team we can, in my opinion, that we continue to watch in year, year out. I mean, when you hold the Packers to three points in the second half and they only score 27, to me, you did your job. Yeah, you, I, you kept us in the game. You gave us chances to win the game. That's my opinion. I think that's true. I, I do believe we gave up quite a few yards on the ground um, to the Packers, so I thought we, we could... 414. You know, yeah. So, I mean, I, I thought we could have done better there. I, I tell you where we really got beat on on the defensive side of the ball is they picked on Gordon the whole frickin' night. I mean, that kid was thrown at and thrown at and beat across the middle and beat every which way but loose. And that's on Allen. Yeah. That's on our defensive coordinator, Absol- Allen, because look, he- they didn't even throw Jalen Johnson's way. Yeah, okay, again, again, how fucking dumb are you that I can sit on the couch and say, hey, we have two rookies out there in coverage. We have a wild veteran quarterback, Wiley, Wiley veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who's, what the fuck do you think he's going to do? Who's fairly doggone smart. Even if you don't like him, he's smart. Oh, if he, there's no it, question he's football smart. He's yeah. a football genius. Yeah. There's, I mean, yeah. so oh, look, I don't like paying the guy compliments, yeah. but like, what I really don't like is seeing how I brought this up the last podcast. I felt no fire from that team. Mm-hmm. No fire like it was any other game. That is in any other game type situation. 
So that's, Get up! That was my big issue on defense, was you knew you were putting Gordon out there to dry, okay? You knew you had some young guys out there. You should have taken into account that that's where Aaron Rodgers is looking and, and given those guys some help. Honestly, I didn't see a whole lot of help with them no, and I, for them. I, and you know what? There'll be better days for Gordon. I'm sure there will. But, man. Well, I don't blame him. You know, he, I don't blame him either. Uh, but, man, come on, gang. You knew where Rodgers was going to go with the ball. They sure should, didn't it? Yeah. I, I don't know how you don't. <laughs> well, I don't either. I don't either. I mean, other than that, I have no qualms. Again, three points in the second half against Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, that was a really good point you brought up. But I'm I'm glad you brought that up. That was a, more than a good point. It was an excellent point because I was looking at the amount of yardage we were giving on the ground. I thought that we got beat. Our, our defensive, their defensive line beat our offensive line pretty consistently. Um, so, yeah, it was hard for me to find the good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? I got to give it to Montgomery. He he looked good. He ran the ball well but we've on offense. This. We've seen this. Yeah, we have. But you know what? But give, d- the guys, the, give the guys no, some credit. Nah, no, no credit here. You don't think Khalil Her- Herbert could have done the same thing with the same amount of carries? Um, he didn't look as good, quite honestly. But he, he might had have. What, four carries the yeah. whole game. Yeah, that's so true. Come he didn't. On. He didn't get much of an opportunity, did he? So, you know. From my perspective, it was just an ugly game, right? Yeah, he had four carries for 38 yards. He averaged 9.5 yards a carry. Okay, so a lot a lot better than what, what I thought he had done. So, you know, I think the frustration you hear from my voice is I, I thought coaching-wise we made some real adjustments from the San, in, in the San Francisco game. I was really looking forward to, to our coming out in the second half and going, okay, we made adjustments in the first game. Let's see what we do in adjusting in the second half. We blew it, though, right? Like, we blew yeah. it in this offseason completely, and it's showing. It's ugly head. Already, week two, with only one loss. Yeah, when, be- when, when a loss is that predictable, when a loss is that predictable, there's a problem. And I'll tell you what, we... we <laughs> We dropped the ball because before we hired Matt Eberflus, there, there, there was a guy out there that we should have picked up, and we absolutely didn't. Do you have any idea who I'm talking about? Sean Payton. No. Was he not available? No, he was taking the year off. Okay. Who? Um, why am I blanking on his name? The Dolphins head coach. From Shanahan. He was Shanahan's right-hand man. Why am I blanking on the name? Yeah. I am too right now. But okay. Yeah. But so I guess here here we are, Bears fans. No, but look, at, look, look, look but look how Tua looks. He he doesn't look great, but he's throwing bombs and their offensive scheme is getting people open. I agree. And and Tua is getting plenty of protection on an offensive line. Watch I watched some of the that Miami game and my gosh, was he given time to throw that ball. So Fields is not getting that. And we're not running short enough routes to help him. So I don't know what we're doing in terms of our route running. It, it just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And Mike McDaniel is who I was thinking about. Ah, so. yeah, yeah. 
We we I I think we dropped the ball on that. Yeah, a hundred percent. So here we are. Nothing we can do about dropping the ball, and I agree with you a hundred percent. No, but it needs did. to be called out. I yeah. don't give a yeah. fucking shit about. Oh, there's nothing we can do. It needs to be called out, and that's the only reason I'm doing it. Because I am pissed. <laughs> I I'm pissed that we dropped the ball that bad. Again, I don't know how many times I got to say it, but we're sitting on the couch. I knew Eberflus wasn't the right guy. I was hoping Poles would be the right guy. It's harder to tell with the GM. I knew Eberflus. <laughs> My God, get out of here! Yeah, you know, so. when, you know when a head coach is trying to hold on to their assistant head coach and their right hand man. There, there's your sign. Andy Reid just goes, "Oh, he'll be good," but like, you you saw Kyle Shanahan like, "No, I don't want him to leave," and he left. That that that. Hello, Chicago. Hello, are you awake? Yeah. God damn, man. So um, it just it just don't it keeps. I know there's nothing we can do. I understand that, but there is stuff we can still do right now, and we keep talking about it, and it's still not happening. Roquan is still a problem on this team, regardless of where you stand. I feel like a broken record, so I'm gonna stop, but. We need more wide receivers. We need to do we need to be active in the trades. We have to bring in someone. They have to see what's going on. You have to let Fields now. There there needs to be a point where you just let him throw, but you you but schematically you have to set him up for success. Exactly what I feel. Exactly what I feel. And I don't get know. that you gotta get both talent and the scheme around him to help him succeed. And then nothing Nothing breeds success like a little bit of success. I mean, you need a little bit of it to help you get going. And right now, we look stagnant. Um, I don't know. Do we think we can really win by running the ball in the NFL? Because we're looking a whole lot more like a Pete Carroll's But again, Seahawks it doesn't matter. Team. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Nothing matters except scoring points doesn't matter we ran the ball really really well we averaged really really good yards it doesn't matter finish that's the bears biggest problem and it always has been finishing in between the 20s i can't argue that one i even even special teams i thought we came up a bit short I think we need to do some coaching. Like on- we cut Pat McDonald, and then he goes to the Packers, and <laughs> yeah. he starts kicking boomers. Uh huh. Yeah. Like he was kicking good for us too. I don't know why we got rid of him. It doesn't I make sense. Didn't haven't figured that out too. And special teams, we do need to coach people to tell them when they should catch the ball, when they should let it bounce. Um, I understand if it's the San Francisco game and everything's a mess, but you know there are certain times you ought to let that ball if, go. If you just put in front of me stats from both. From both games this year, and I had no idea that Nagy got fired. I would never know. Fair enough. Yeah, and I don't. And it, it it's not on fields. It's on. It's on everyone else. Like we continue to think if we draft a quarterback that he is the lord and savior of the team, and that everything around him will develop, and we do not need to shower him with talent. And we could not be farther from the truth. So I want your opinion on this. And do you think Justin Fields, for being in the year that he's in with the team that he's in, when he's back there in the pocket, 
do you think, one, he's getting the ball out on time, and two, do you have a sense that he's got a good pocket presence? I think he has a good pocket presence for what it is. I think that what's the offense? What's the scheme? What's the plan? Well, yeah, I think that's that's it. Like, you know the Packers' plan. What they're going to do is they're going to mix and match, run the ball. They're going to pick you apart with short passes. I, I yelled at the TV when it was third and six. Watch that quick screen. He hit, or that quick slant. He hits the quick slant, and then every now and then, when they feel like they've lulled you to sleep a little bit, Rogers will take a bomb. Yep. Or you know, their receivers are very. I want to say their receivers, but their veterans are very good at reading his own coverage and sitting down right where they need to sit. Uh, when you have a shit offensive uh, group as the Bears do. And our undercoach, like Lou G- <laughs> Getzy, just stop with whatever you're, whatever, I don't know what it is. Because here, here's what really like complicates things for me, Dan. We run the ball really good with Montgomery, we still don't score. We run, and we barely pass. What, what, what's the scheme there? You got what you wanted on the run, right? And they say the run opens up the pass, but there's no passing. Exactly. I mean, I was when after you left, I was literally yelling at the TV in terms of pass the damn ball. The run game is working. That's the perfect time to pass the ball. And we keep running it. I'm, I'm just I mean, heck, there's there's coaches that are coaching seventh and eighth grade football teams that know, hey, you know, a run's working pretty well. Might want to mix in a pass. But, like, we don't even have a tight end. We don't have a wide receiver group. And we have a half-ass offensive line. And we have no offensive game plan. It'd be different if we had a game plan that would work or a game plan that we could see. Like, I feel like with Trubisky, I don't know how much of it was Trubisky and how much of it was Nagy. I think towards the end, the job beat Nagy the hell down. But my biggest problem is, look at Trubisky's numbers now. The Steelers are the Bears right now. They're relying solely on their defense to win games, and they're just handing the ball off to Najee Harris, and then all Trubisky is doing is terrified to throw 15 yards down the field. Yeah, yeah, we call him check down Charlie. Here, here's the deal. Look, look at what Joe Burrows did last year. It's just Burrow. Okay, look at what Joe Burrow did last year. Now, in his first two games this year, and by the way, Cincinnati spent a ton of money on their offensive line, and he's been sacked 13 times in two games, and they ha- they want- they've started 0-2. and two. Now, If that doesn't send a message how important—Joe Burrow is a good quarterback, in my opinion— yeah. But if that doesn't send a message about how important an offensive line is, if the Bears can't take that hint, I mean, look at Cincinnati Bears. You you are setting things up. Even if you've got a good quarterback, you're never going to find out whether he's good or not. You just can't with that scenario. If you looked at Burrow this year, you would think that's a really bad quarterback, and that's not the case. But he looks really bad. Because he's been on the ground so much. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. Uh, Let's get into this bit. 
Now, I know we've uh, been on the just like to protect Justin Fields, but here in a second, I'm going to play you an audio clip and then uh, I'm just going to go in right away to my reaction. Many of you might have already seen this. Since then, he has already clarified what he meant. I don't give a shit. That's called PR. That's called, oh, we got to come out with an apology statement, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to base everything. I'm not going to play the I'm sorry video. I'm going to play what he said after the Packers game. And this is courtesy of uh, Hurdles on Instagram. So give me one second while I get this up and going. All right, all right, all right. All right. I was just trying to fill in, buddy. I know. I know. You did a great job. All uh, right. I appreciate let's, that. Let's hear it. Hurts more in the locker room than the I mean, it, it hurts more in the locker room than the Bears fans. I mean, because at the end of the day, they're not putting in any work. Um, I see the guys in the locker room every day. I see how much work they put in. So, Okay. Um, if you didn't hear what he said in that, he says it hurts more in the locker room than for Bears fans. They aren't putting in any work. Okay, I got super pissed when I heard that, and since then, I'm still pissed off. Let me explain something to you, Justin Fields, buddy. These bears who you say don't put in the work, they do put in the work. That work is going to their job every single week, some of them which do not like their job, putting in 40 to 50 hours a week. And their escape is just sitting in front of the TV for three hours to try to see their Bears pull up the biggest an, an, an upset against the Packers. To sit here and say we don't put in the work? What do you mean we don't put in the work as fans? You mean the fans that buy your merchandise? The fans that praise you on social media? Yeah, there's some bad fans, okay? But there's also some really good fans. The fans that bust their ass just so they can travel to one of your games just to root you on, that's not putting in work? That that If that's not putting in work, then I don't want to be a part of it, and I don't think you should be a part of Chicago. Now, I'm not completely turning my back on you right now, but you need to tighten up, young man, because that's bullshit. You do not insult the blue-collar America, and that's what you're doing. There are people out there busting their ass every single day, some of which even have to get direct TV just to watch your games, mm-hmm. and just make to it, watch and, you on TV. And, and making 1% of the money you make. Exactly. I, it's not even a money thing, though, Dad. Yeah, it's I, a I'm, respect I, thing. No, no, it's not even a money thing. It's not even a respect thing. It's just don't fucking say it. If you want to say it amongst your friends and it gets caught, fine. You don't get behind a mic and you blame your piss-ass poor performance on Bears fans who were in Lambeau, who traveled to Lambeau, who freaking go out of their way to do whatever it takes just to watch you just for that little bit of an escape. And you want to turn and shit on them, and now the Bears have to trot you out on media day to issue an apology? Take your apology, shove it up your ass. You want to know how you can apologize Apologize to us Bears fans? Be our franchise quarterback. Get it done on the field. Because I don't want to hear you talk anymore. Because that was a low blow. Saying, because to me, you guys were not fired up that much. You were dead on that field. And I don't want to hear it. And it pisses me off beyond belief because 
to sit here and say that fans aren't a part of the team is the biggest bullshit ever. Because the fans in that stadium that roar and they get the offsides and the the just the the love and the passion that is shared amongst fans and even within family. That's something. And just to sit here and take that kind of a cheap shot because you couldn't perform, guess what, Justin Fields? It's called the 1%, and you're part of it. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about athletic ability. Not all of us can do what you can do. But we sure as shit can root for you and cheer you on. We don't need these pot shots. Well, well said. Loved everything you said. You know, this is... This is uh, Justin. I hope I hope if you ever heard this podcast, I hope you heard it because what Tyler just said, you needed to hear every single verb, noun, adjective that he spoke because this will keep you humble, young man. As soon as you start to believe somehow that you are our gift and we just have to bow down to the gift, then we're in trouble. Then you can. We already had that in yeah. Jay Cutler. Yeah, and you know what? There, it didn't there's work the, real there, well. There's the door. Your ass can get out of it. Yeah, like leave Chicago. Yeah. Then so, so I'm not. I'm not doing this whole. What are you a really good quarterback? No, you don't insult your fan base. Absolutely not. You never bite the hand that feeds you. That's just ridiculous. I just I, I had to address that because it no. did piss me off, and I don't care. I will not listen to his apology because it's fake. It's fake as fuck. You're going to sit out here and now, oh, we got to do damage control. Come out here, Justin, and talk like you really mean it. Well, you said it. It's not Justin's apology. It's apology. It's the organization's apology for Justin. That's what it was. Don't care. Yep. Hey, Don't um, give a flying fuck. So this Sunday, we play uh, Houston. Yeah, we play the Houston Texans. At home. That we should kill them. I don't care how what anyone says. Houston is a dog shit team. It's a Lovey Smith homecoming game. Don't care. He's been away from the team for so long. It's not the same team he left. He doesn't know any of the players. We're fine in that regard. So if anyone even brings up the fact that Lovey's scheming against us, get out. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. That there's there's no such thing there. Uh. In my opinion, I know Houston's been hanging in there close with some good teams uh, the past couple of games. Well, maybe. I mean, they tied the Colts, and the Colts look like dog shit. The Colts then later dropped the ball to the Jacksonville Jaguars 24 to nothing, and then they tied week one against Houston. Uh, Houston played Denver kind of hard, I guess. I mean, they still ended up losing, but Den- Denver also lost to the Seahawks. I mean, look at the roster. Look at the team. In my personal opinion, there is no way we shouldn't run away from this. And I would be licking my chops. This is when your offense can explode with mediocre wide receivers, with a mediocre line, and with just mediocre talent all around on the offensive ball. In my opinion, we should be able to do some damage in this game. Yeah, I, I agree totally. Um, you know, uh, there there have been so many games in this young NFL season that have been so unpredictable. So I think I think there's a variety of teams that are still trying to find out who they are. Um, not even sure that Tennessee knows who they are, other than they want to run with um, Henry. Um, not really sure Houston, 
Seattle. I mean, you can just you can just name them. Indy, who who are they now? I mean, so there's a lot of teams still trying to find their identity. We're still trying to find our identity. Agree totally that we should be able to beat the Houston Texans. But again, what what team are we going to see? What I'll ask the question back to you. What's our offensive game plan against Houston? Is it running the ball? No, it's passing. It's running. It's whatever we want it to be. They're not talented enough to stop us. They're just not. That's I mean, name one player on the defensive side of Houston. I can't. I can't either. Exactly. So, yeah. again, they're, so, they're, they're a tire fire of a team. Mm-hmm. We should be able to go out there and have some fun and win, especially – especially an easy game after a loss like this. They, the, the bellies better be on fire. They better want to go out there. Now, that's what I want to see. But, I want to see people on. playing with passion. Hold on. There's another side of this coin. Now, if we drop the ball, I mean, hit the panic button for everyone to be fired. I'm not kidding. I'm not. I know we just cleaned house. Clean it again. Clean it midseason. I mean, what, 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 <coughs> so, <coughs> excuse me, what I mean is, do it, like, clean it, because, again, no trades, no nothing, just sit on our asses, get rid of Allen Robinson, don't bring anyone in to replace him, same old shit. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, I, I, I really am going to want to be looking for that whole intensity I, I'm hoping we come out and play with the same intensity we did against the 49ers. I saw a lot of hit, good hitting, a lot of running, a lot of moving to the ball. Um, I, I really want to see more of that. I, I didn't, I didn't feel what like we got up for the Green Bay game. We just didn't seem to have the same intensity level. And for me, that's huge, especially on a team that's going to rely on its defense. Because we're certainly not going to ha- be able to rely on our offense at this point in time. We feel like a team going through the motions for certain players to just show and highlight to move on to another team. Yeah, yeah. So you got a you got a prediction or a, a score? Um, no, I don't. Houston? I don't okay. give a fuck. I don't care about prediction and score this week. I'm just going to be blunt and honest. I don't care. I don't want to give a prediction. I don't care. Win the goddamn game. Like I am pissed off and fired up like win the game like we are recording this on a wednesday and i'm still ticked off and i'm still tired of this narrative oh green bay beatdown that's what they're calling it the green bay beatdown the annual tradition where they play the bears and beat them down it's not a rivalry anymore can be a rivalry and then on top of that we go out and we keep getting defensive minded people virginia Sweetie, die or sell the team. Sorry, harsh words. Don't care. You at least got to see your team win a Super Bowl. I am 35. I've only ever seen us in one. One goddamn Super Bowl in 35 years. I'm sick of it. Well, I can't disagree with anything you said. So, well, do you have a prediction? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we should beat them by 10 at least. Um, that's, that's what I'm We're thinking. We're only two and a half point favorites at home. We're not even the traditional three. Wow. Okay. Well, I am looking forward. I want to see what kind of team comes out on the field. 
And if if we can get a team that's out on the field, that's playing with some intensity, I think we've got a good chance to beat Houston. That's what I think. No, stop. You can't think that. Yeah, we gotta win. We should be able to win. I know I know what you're saying with intensity, Dad, but come on. Houston? I think I think Houston's gotten better than people think. Who's your quarterback? Mills. That guy's going to have a hell of a time against us. I th- I I'll predict we pick him off twice. How's that for a prediction? Yeah, I I agree with you cuz I in my fantasy league I put Chicago in as my defense. So, why are you so why why do we need to get up for this, I guess? Uh because I think it says more about a team in terms of coming back from adversity than than coming back from a win. All teams can come off of a win. That's not a problem. What do you do after you've been knocked down like we were knocked down, slapped in the face by Green Bay? What do you do after that? How do you look after that? Are you coming out with your heads hanging down? Are you coming out and playing with intensity? That was a trick question. I completely agree with everything you said. I just wanted to play a little devil's advocate for the podcast. (laughs) All right. But yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to come out. Why do you do this again? I'm just got to call you out on it. You're, we got ten. We got twelve more minutes. You're not looking at the clock, and for the past six minutes, you've been trying to wrap this up. You keep going. All right, what's your prediction? Let's get it going. We got. We trying to hit the hour mark. Is is there something magical about that hour? mark? Yes, it, the hour mark. You're supposed to have the hour mark. Trust me. You don't know the analytics behind these things. We're also not supposed to talk about how we're supposed to hit the hour mark. <laughs> All right, listeners, please we forget the, the we. Please forget that we just talked about hitting the hour mark. We are the worst podcast to do podcasts. Like we're I sitting am, here having a production meeting at the tail end of our our talk. Now we now I'm laughing. We went from fired up to God. Who the but, hell knows what the hell is going on in this show? But I'm having fun. Well, as long as long as you're having fun. You think that's what they say in the Bears locker room? As long as you guys are having fun. (laughs) I do. I think that's exactly what they're saying. Hey, we don't care that Green Bay kicked her ass. Did you guys have fun out there tonight? Are you guys having fun out on the field? Because, God, we sure are having a blast. I mean, seriously. I I think the next couple games, I, I think we have a very favorable schedule. And I think that we need to show... I mean, look, dude, come on. Texans, Giants, Vikings. Why don't we get the Vikings on a prime time? God, Kirk Cousins sucks. Oh, I love Kirk Cousins on prime time. Did you see that they're tweeting out that Kirk Cousins is the most mediocre, mediocre quarterback in the history of quarterbacks because his career numbers are 60, 60, and 2? Sixty wins, sixty losses, losses, two draws. Oh my gosh! And then I mean, after that, you go to the Commanders, and then you have the struggling Patriots. That's a good schedule, man. It, it is. It is. That's why I want to see if we can take advantage of anything. Can our coaches adjust to what they see on the field? I mean, I don't know. Okay, so we have to obliterate Houston, right? I want to. I think we can. Okay, but if we don't, let's say we don't. All right. Now, now get me depressed already. 
<laughs> thank you for thank you for that. Okay, let's say they don't. All right. We definitely, 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 definitely have to do it against the Commanders. Come on, Carson Wentz. We cannot lose to him. I know I'm looking farther ahead. We'll talk about that on later episodes to come. But, man, not Wentz. Wentz is looking better than you think. He's better than you think this year. And that's a real disappointment for me. Because I thought he was You're full of shit. No, he's not. He's looking actually pretty good this year. And how many games have you watched of theirs? I've watched two. <laughs> the red, you having the TV on in the red zone does not count as you actually watching the game. Ah, are you kidding me? Because I always count that as watching the game. That is not watching the game. I know Shoot, you gave you gave up my you gave up my secret. So well, 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 I'm well, I'm trying to. Well, you're talking. I'm trying to stall to find his stats because I think you're full of shit. I think I think he's done very well this year. <laughs> I really do. I I think he's I. While you 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 bring up those stats, and I think when you compare him to the other quarterbacks in the league, I think he's going to still be in the top ten, and that will make us both very sad because we're not Carson Wentz fans. But this year, I bet he's in the top 10 in the first two games. Uh, so his so, first game, he I mean, went... He's been playing lights out, man. He had over... Th- in the first game, didn't he have like over 300 yards? He had through over 300 yards in both games, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Listen to these stats. He was 27 for 41 in the first game. Four TDs, two interceptions. And then he was 30 for 46. I mean, that's a shitload of throwing. Yeah, 41 throw plays, pass plays, I mean throw plays. Jesus, whoa. Whoa. This guy doesn't know football. He he 40, 41 pass plays and then 46 pass plays. And then the, the second game he was 30 for 46, three touchdowns and INT. He was sacked five times. He was sacked once the game before. Okay, so in two games he's got seven touchdowns and he's got three interceptions. Three interceptions. And he has 650 yards. Yeah. I I bet he's I bet he's top ten with those numbers. I bet you anything he's top ten with those numbers. No. Yeah. There's no way. You can't you can't call people top ten in week two. Okay. What well, well, okay. Where where will he end? I know we uh, got away from the Bears, but this is fun. Okay. Where will he end? Where will he end? Probably quarter if, if quarterback he, number twenty three. Oh, look at, wow, little insight to how my dad's mind works. Talk about living in the moment. On week two, you're defending him. Top ten, Ty, I'm just saying I, I, Top I'm ten. telling you, this is, he's going to wince it out, man. Oh, this is what he's, that's, he's going to wince God. it out. This is horrible. And then I like the reality I put you on the spot of where he's going to finish, and you go, oh, do it, 23. You get real quiet. The volume goes twenty, probably twenty three. Yeah, yeah. I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. Who do you think's gonna? I mean, I know that we're kind of doing our own thing here. Usually, we talk about the Bears the whole time, but this is only the last five minutes. I'd like to kind of maybe we should start doing this or around the league thoughts, kind of. Um, man, dude, the Buffalo Bills. Am I right? Oh, they are. They are a force to be reckoned with. They're. 
They they look unstoppable on both sides of the ball. Have you ever seen a quarterback? I know we've talked about this before, but do that big of a turnaround in their career? I've never seen it. Josh Allen, I've never seen him go be someone be like. I remember watching that Houston playoff game when they were in Houston and he fumbled. I'm like, I turned to you. We were watching that while we were playing darts and drinking a few libations. That's code for brewskis. So. When we were doing that, we both looked at each other, and I'm like, this is not the guy. Now, I sit there, and I just marvel at him. I do, too. I mean, he talk about a quarterback who you could watch him and, and learn from. You could learn from this guy. But not only that, I don't think that's the biggest reason why I like Josh Allen is because of his athletic ability. I don't know him as a person, but when they have him mic'd up, and the crowd keeps chanting, let's go, Buffalo. And he goes, man, this gets me fired up. Like, you know how cool to see that is as a fan? Like, that's getting your best yeah, player going. Yeah, yeah. That's getting his juices ready to just oh, I throw it's, it all on the line. It, it is great. It is great. Yeah, And, you know, what cracks me up also around the NFL is, you know, the number of people that that wanted to take Mahomes and just Put him in the grave this year because he lost Tyreek Hill. No, Mahomes is still Mahomes. I mean, he's, he's still thing, a good quarterback. Right? He's still slinging the ball around he, everywhere, and, and we're just ignoring it. Yeah, well, you know, he threw it last game. He threw it to nine different receivers. Nine, nine. How many different receivers have caught the ball for us? Two, <laughs> two. Do we even two? Have, better question. Do we even Maybe have three? Ni- Pettis caught one. Better question. Do we even have three nine? <laughs> You cut me off, man. I had the joke, and you cut me off. Now now it's dead. I'm going to say it anyway. Do we even have nine people that he can even throw to to make a reception? Ah, that's a good question. Probably not. So, you know, biggest disappointment so far. I know um, it's only week two, but there's one team that just really pops into my head where I'm like, ugh. Well, I'm wondering... Baltimore Ravens? Not as bad. Not, that one was a little surprising, but not as bad as this team, I'm going to say. Denver Broncos. Yeah. Stru- they, they, I mean, Russell Wilson dropped the ball in Seattle, almost dropped the ball in Denver to Houston. Uh, he has a team. I mean, that team was like, they all they thought all they needed was a quarterback. Now they got a quarterback and everything seems to be falling apart. Yeah, they're 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 a surprise. What I tell you what a, a real pleasant surprise is is Miami. Uh, I I'm Mike McDaniels. I, I told I, you I'm, we dropped I'm the impressed. ball. Yeah, I'm impressed by by him. Um he, I, know, th- I I thought Tyreek Hill's career was dead in Miami. I did too. I I actually thought Waddle was not going to do anything this year and my gosh, if you saw both of those players last week, it, they just Be- tore it up. Best celebration in yeah. the NFL. Oh. Yeah. I love the Waddle. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's so simple. I I love it. Yeah. I <laughs> waddle when he waddles. I waddle. <laughs> How can you not? Yeah, it's it's contagious. It's the, it's the most electric celebration since the icky shuffle. Yeah, yeah, it really it, is. It, it's simple, but it's effective. I tell you what, I mean, I I like the waddle. We don't play him this year, which is good. I don't want to see him waddle against us. I don't want to ruin the moment. So, does someone get the R who who we thought they are award? That that means the person that the team that really is who we thought they were this year. I mean, you know, we've got surprise um, teams. Who, who's the one we 
really thought, yeah, they would really be like this? For me right now, it's between two teams. One, Seattle, even though they got the win. I think we kind of thought that. And two, my surprise to you is Arizona. I think they're just that middle of the road, mediocre. I think Kyler Murray's okay. I don't think, to me, he's not. He's not franchise quarterback quite yet. He's not. I mean, they they had their moments all over that field, and they got lucky as all get out in that suit in that overtime win against the Raiders. I would go those two. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like they're going to be mediocre, right? Like the Cardinals are going to upset some people this year, and you'll be like, whoa, and then they're going to drop the ball, and you're going to be like, whoa. Yeah. How did they do that? I I think the team that's most like who I thought they were going to be in the first two games. Is is New England? I, they're they're just exactly who I thought they were. And we play them this year in mm-hmm. Foxborough, so that mm-hmm. should be that honestly should be interesting because you're going to get to see some progression. You're going to get to see, uh, yeah, you're going to get to see a lot of progression because I mean you're looking at. Remember when um, New England was on the board and Chicago was on the board? The whole question was. Do you trade up for Mac Jones or do you trade up for Justin Fields? We traded up, got Justin Fields. They took Mac Jones. That'll be a very interesting matchup to see kind of where both quarterbacks are. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know, the other the other thing, too, that the other team that's really surprised me this year, even more than the Broncos, is the Bengals. I would have never thought the Bengals would have started 0-2. and I kind of would with that offensive line. I yeah. still don't think. It takes time. You can't just spend money on an offensive line. If I was a coach, I would have my offensive line, the first string, mm. play at least two preseason games, the full thing. Because it doesn't matter so much, Dad, about your blocking like ability as much as your assignment and awareness. Like, okay, I know he's going to get him. I feel that he's going to get them. It doesn't matter about the caliber of player they're going up against. Just so that they're seeing different looks, in my opinion. So, so if any of the teams that started out most poorly, do you think there's one of them that still has a shot at the playoffs? I, I think what is it? The teams that start zero and two have an eleven point six percent chance of making the playoffs. It's a so, good question. so um, I'm I'm just kind of wondering and thinking out loud with you of the teams that have kind of started zero and two. Um, do we do we really see any of those kind of kind of turning things around at this point in time? I would have to look at all who's zero and two. I don't. Yeah, know I, right now, right now, I know the Bengals are zero and two. Uh, why am I? What's the other team? Are the are the um, New Orleans zero and two? Yeah, they're zero and two. Yeah, I think. Um, I think, think there I think there was just a. A couple teams. That, I like how that we refuse that. to use our phones. We just think we can do this from memory. I know it's because we we do watch a lot. I mean, we yeah, watch we all the games on Sunday. We don't just watch the Bears, guys. Like, yeah. we sit down every Sunday and watch every single game we can. Yes, we do. It's because we love football. Okay, so zero and two, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Tennessee. That's a surprising. Mm. Um, Vegas, Carolina, Atlanta. Kind of figured those two. So those mm-hmm. are your own two teams: Atlanta, Carolina, Vegas, Tennessee, Indy, and Cincinnati. Of all those teams, the one that's most dead: Indianapolis. They look pathetic. 
Right. Um, real quick before we go, let's wrap it up. It's yes. week two already. Uh, who's winning the division? <laughs> I think the Vikings have a shot at winning our division. I really do. But um, honestly, I can't see it, say that it's us. I can't see anyone other than Green Bay, honestly. Also, guys, Bears fans, keep an eye out for Devontae Adams. I know you haven't seen him lately. It's because he's not a good player, and we got lucky by not getting him. All right, guys, we will be back next week. Um, Let me think. Not next week. We'll keep you guys posted, but I'm off on a Monday coming up. You're off on a Monday coming up. The podcast will be out super early in the morning. Well, not oh, easy, easy. I shouldn't say super early. Depends where you're listening. Check local (laughs) listings. But it will be out early, prompt to. We will start getting these out on Monday every day. Uh, Again, Dad got ill. I didn't want to do this. This was too big of a game to do it without him. I don't like doing the podcast without him anyway. One, I kind of like the guy. And two... It really sucks to talk by yourself in a room. You feel like a fucking crazy person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's only if only if people are talking back and you're by yourself, then you're really in trouble. All right, on that note, remember, it's always a good time when you... Bear down.